Yo, what's going on? This is Two. This is Cal. Yo, welcome to Word to the Blur, baby. Word to the Blur with Two and Cal, episode 28, I think. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're in, this is either 29 or 30. Nah, I don't think this is, th- I think I think this might be 28. Well, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But yeah, well, thanks for joining us on another show. What's up? What's up? What's another, up, guys? Another adventure of Word to the Blurdiness. To the Blur. And uh, again, we thank you to our listeners and our supporters, and we're we're just gonna jump right into it. So uh, we're gonna talk about uh, low maintenance. Yeah, you uh, had a show recently, right, Tuesday? Yeah, we had performed last night. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, what was it? Today is the tenth, so the ninth, and we had a really, really good show. Shout out to everybody that came out. And damn, like it was really, really good. We actually may mm-hmm. be playing at SOBs this upcoming weekend, this Valentine's Day weekend. So, okay. um, you know, I'll definitely be promoting on the Instagram for that. Uh, for those of you guys that don't follow the band, we're at Low Maintenance NYC on Instagram and on Facebook. We're in Low Maintenance Band. Definitely check us out. Anytime you come to a show, is always a good time. You know, we try to make sure that. Um, the way that you came in is not the way that you're leaving. So if you came in feeling great, you're going to be feeling even better. If you came in feeling sad, you coming out feeling amazing. Um, so big shout out to everybody. You know, big shout out to the band, Claudia Logan, Evan Strauss, Justin Paris, Reggie Williams, Philip Leslie. Uh, Evan, did I say Evan Strauss already? I don't think you said Evan Strauss. Evan Strauss and, you know, myself. Oh, Kamisha Jones. And myself, Tucson Cena. Like this, it's a real good lineup, and it's a really good time. All the energies, you know, all the different personalities and energies that's in that group. When we come together, we definitely spread love through music. So, check us out. Nice, nice. Okay. All right. What we'll about yourself, man? What's been going on with you? Uh, I've been good. Yeah, just trying to keep my head above water. But uh, yeah. So, Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey recently came out. Uh, this past weekend, and I got to check it out uh, with my girlfriend on Saturday, and I'm not gonna lie, I really liked it. I thought it was a really good movie. Without spoiling it, what what did you like about it? Um, it was cool. It was it was a crazy kind of film. It had like good action. I really enjoyed all the characters. I like how they did Black Mask, even though it is, I would say, a little bit of a departure from the comic book. But I do like. I do like uh, uh, this iteration of Black Mask, and it's, he had some really fucking cool suits. But it was a good movie because I didn't really have that high of expectations. I wasn't all that uh, brought in by the trailers; they didn't really excite me that much. But I was, you know, still said to myself that I was going to see it because it's DC. But uh, I really enjoyed it, so I kind of went with low expectations, and it exceeded them. Like it was funny, and it was cool because it, like, it kind of went deeper deep into Gotham, and that's something we haven't really seen in the these new DC movies, so this was like, kind of get to see the underbelly of Gotham and the criminal underworld and stuff like that, so it was cool, kind of reminded me some bits of uh, John Wick in terms of like the color, and how things were very stylized, Um, I mean, I I definitely recommend it, I think it's a good movie to see, I don't think it's like one of those movies that like, that you would see and like kind of forget about like the next day, you know, I I I think it's an enjoyable experience, you know. Do you think I like it? Because, you know, I haven't been really a big fan of what I've been seeing thus far. And, you know, I had a whole problem with anything integrating Harley Quinn into something that's already classic. And they, I mean, they actually explain that. Um, So the movie actually talks about that because they're not actually, it's not real. I don't know. They're not actually birds of prey. 
until a certain point of the movie. And the movie does like address the whole uh, Harley Quinn being in the team and what's that like going forward? Is there a future with them? And so like it, it does address that. So it's not like it's suddenly just Harley's team. Like they do address the thing you're talking about and they don't, they don't leave that untouched. So it's interesting. It's almost like I would call it like a, origin story for this group like they don't start the movie out as birds of prey but they get to a certain point where they're all kind of forced to work together and figure things out to stay alive but again i thought it was really good how much did the movie make um so yeah the movie actually um it didn't do too well so early predictions were they were hoping that it would make 51 million so the movie was made for 81 million dollars which i mean compared to like most superhero movies is like extremely low ball Really? But how much do you, how much do they normally give superhero films? So usually, like if you think about like these Batman films, the Avengers films, way over one hundred and twenty-five million. Woo! So sometimes, even though these films make a billion dollars, um, they just break even because you have to factor in marketing and stuff like that. But um, the movie at the American box office made thirty-three million dollars, which is actually came below expectations so it went from people expect the film to make 51 million dollars then they lowered it to 45 million dollars and then um it i mean this weekend it made 33 million dollars and i mean this is one of like dc's like best critical movies because it came out uh with with amazing reviews critics loved it it has a i think it has an 86 or 81 right now no 86 on rotten tomatoes a b plus cinema score so Everyone that's seen it thus far has loved it. I mean, if you compare that to other DC movies, they haven't yeah, really done... Yeah, especially when it first comes out. Yeah, they haven't done really well on Rotten Tomatoes. So this is like the best critically acclaimed movie they have. And it's interesting that it's also like the lowest grossing movie they have now. That's like apparently, like the money it's made this weekend, they're saying is on par with uh, Jonah Hex and Green Lantern, I think. Oh, shit. So... That's saying but, um, something. And those movies were trash. Yeah, and it's funny because this, <laughs> this is actually this is actually a good one, which is too bad. But, um, but I mean, it's it, still opening. I mean, yeah. it's still opening. So week. yeah, and they're saying like time will tell. So like you know maybe good word of mouth. You know like I'm doing now, telling people that it's actually a good movie and they should check it out. Um, what could help the movie? You know, in the coming weeks because there's not really much coming out that they'll be against it. I mean, I don't know many people running to see Sonic because Sonic comes up this Valentine's Day weekend. And another romance movie. So it's like, it's it's counter-programming. It's not like that romance. I think it's called The Photograph comes out. It's yeah, Valentine's Day. Right. Yeah. But it's not like one would like eat into the other because they're two totally different movies. But we'll see what happens this week. And we'll see if it has legs, as they say. But uh, it actually made $81 million worldwide. So we'll see what happens. But um, I, I hope it does well because I actually enjoyed it. And I, I would honestly love to see... What they do with the next? Would you go see it again? Um, maybe I think I would. I'm very weird about seeing movies again, even movies that like I loved. I'm not, I'm not like someone who rushes to go see them. But I think I think I might go check it out again if I if I had to and if the um opportunity presented itself. But uh, in an effort to get people to be more aware of this movie, because also they're saying that some people didn't exactly know this was a Harley Quinn movie, or they just sort of advertised it as a Harley Quinn movie. Warner Brothers actually just changed the name from Birds of Prey in the fantabulous emancipation of Harley Quinn, and they've shortened it to just Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. So we'll see if this makes people more aware of this property in this movie, 
and hopefully uh, they can they can get some of their money back. But uh, I'm 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 rooting for it. I'm not gonna lie, it was a good movie. I mean, would they get they still get the money back if it's worldwide? So if you made eighty one million worldwide, mm-hmm. that's still money that you're recouping. Yeah, like it's so like this thing. You're still breaking even. Cause yeah. Like this movie is not gonna be a billion dollars. It's not gonna make a billion no, dollars. No. But I th- I think it can make them a pretty penny. You know, I mean, it's not like like I said, it's not gonna cost a hundred or hundred twenty five million to make. It only costs eighty one million dollars, which which isn't bad at all. So I think in the coming weeks, it definitely could maybe at least break break even, which which isn't what studios are looking for. They're looking to make like break even and then make a profit off of it here's the thing are are, what movies are are outside of like the avengers or certain other disney properties are you going to make your investment and you know well joker joker was made for less than um birds of prey and made uh, made over a billion dollars at the box office and that's the most profitable comic book movie ever but there's i mean there's there's plenty of movies like um, a lot of these low budget movies, like um, I'll say a uh, Blumhouse, like uh, these guys who make Saw and they made Get Out, like they make these cheap ass horror movies, and then like one weekend they make all their money back and then some. So, and I think Tyler Perry movies have done that a couple times, where like he'll make his movies like five million and then they'll make like ten million dollars at the box office. So that's a five million dollar profit right there. Speaking of them cats, aren't they? I think it's like Chris Rock that's doing like a cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Rock's actually doing um a, a, a Saw movie, which surprised the shit out of me when I first read about it a couple like months ago. And like apparently, I think he he's writing and producing it, and Samuel Jackson's in it. I saw the trailer for it, and I was like, I could still could believe this happened, but it was it was Chris Rock. He's playing a serious cop investigating uh these uh jigsaw murders. So, and I can't believe they're still doing the damn jigsaw murders. Like. Yeah. After seven, it's like it's like the damn Fast and Furious franchise. Like, all right, you gotta yeah. give it up. Yeah, even then, even that movie, like that that trailer was ridiculous. I don't know if you I saw was like, it. A Toretto's brother. Now they're like fucking superheroes. It's like they're gonna fight the Avengers next or some shit. It's it's crazy. Man. It's like what is this the last? No, they got one more before they no, make the yeah, last. Yeah, and I'm reading that apparently Fast Ten will be divided in two parts. That's what Vin Diesel wants to happen. Hopefully, so it you'd have happen. Fast Ten Part One, Fast Ten Part Two. No, which, it's not going to work that. Way. Which wouldn't make much of any sense Just to give me. Give it up. Give it up. Yeah, but uh, guys, we're going to keep the train rolling, and we're going to get into a uh, Bacard. So I don't know if you've been following, but uh, Star Trek's back, and uh, Captain John Luke Bacard's been back on his little adventure on um, CBS All Access. I didn't get to see this week's episode, but Tucson saw it and then give us a. A spoiler-free review for us right now. So, take it away. Well, so what's going on, y'all? You know, I've I'm super excited. I'm so excited. Um, from the first episode all the way to episode three, has me just gripping my chair and just leaning in because number one, the story is just so good. You get to see how things connect between Next Generation and the movies. You know, I think the four movies that they had, the Next Generation movies that they had. And it's just, it's good stuff. It's really, really good stuff. Like, so, you know, I'll give a spoiler-free review of episode three, but I'm going to talk about one and two real quick. Um, As you guys remember from when I first talked about Picard, it starts off on Enterprise D, which is the Enterprise I was on Next Generations and the first Next Generation movie, Generations. Um, It starts off there and just seeing it again is it was beautiful. It was, you know, a majestic sight to see. And then you see Data and Picard playing poker, 
which kind of goes back into Next Generation because they used to play poker on the ship. Mm-hmm. And that's how it ends is with Captain Picard coming in and playing with poker with them and saying, damn, I should have done this a long time ago. And so, just, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Get, continue to give the review of the third episode, my bad. Um, I'll ask a question So that's, that's, that's episode one. Uh, episode two, oh, in episode one, you, you, you see Data's daughter, the first of two. Uh, you know, they, when they make those androids, they, they uh, make them in, tw- uh, in pairs. So at the end of episode one, Dash, who is the first daughter, she because uh, she gets killed. Episode two um, is where you see you spend more time on the Romulan ship or the Romulan Borg cube. And you just you start to see about the sister and this new shadowy Romulan who um who's taking an interest in the second sister and the second sister doesn't realize that she's an android yet. And um So you're kinda of spoiling these first two episodes. These I mean, I said that I would. I said That's spoiler exactly. free. Well, well, episode least, three. At least spoil the th- yeah. Episode three has to be spoiler free because yeah. all right, just making sure. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not I'm just giving like a quick recap. Okay. But so now I'll just talk about episode three. Um, it was really good. It was really, really good. You get to spend a little bit of time with certain characters and you get to understand why Picard left Starfleet. Like you you kind of got it on the first two episodes, but mm-hmm. you really see like the fallout after he, you know, the resignation is given. Um, and if you've read the the Picard comic books, it definitely there's a tie-in. So you don't have to. Oh, excuse me, guys. You don't have to exactly read the comic book in order to enjoy Picard, mm-hmm. but you definitely have to watch Next Generation and the movies in order to enjoy it. But okay. the comic so, book is just like the cherry on top. I have a question. What's up? I was I kind of saw bits and pieces in the second episode, but I was kind of bored by it. Damn, it really? wasn't. Yeah, I need to watch it because I was also kind of tired and half asleep, but it just wasn't keeping me. As engaged as yeah, the first it's one of those things works. like you gotta you so, gotta really like be up. You can't watch that episode and be yeah. tired. So would I be, would I be more entertained by the third episode? Do you think? Um, I I think there's a bit more exposition mm-hmm. in in the third episode, but it starts to pick up. You know, towards the middle of the episode, it really finds its. It's like okay, I see the direction of the show. You know, and especially with the second episode, when Picard is trying to get back into space. Now, mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of going back and forth, guys, um, between certain episodes. But in episode two, you find out, you know, he's terminally ill. Okay, no, I do remember that. And when I, I found was that out, I was like, "What the fuck, Tucson?" But no, I do remember that. Yeah, I was looking at you like, "Why are you looking at me like that?" And nigga, this is the second episode. Um, so when you when you find out that he's terminally ill. And you see that look on Patrick Stewart's face, my heart just sank, bro. I was like, whoa. Like, I know this is a made up character. Well, clearly they fucking, sorry, continue. I mean, because season two is coming, so. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but just when you receive that news, like, yeah, you know that season two is coming, but you got to think about it in terms of like the framework or the time. So season two could still take place in that first year. Mm-hmm. Did, that, they, did they ever say what disease he has? Was it cancer? No, oh man, it was mentioned in in one a former TNG episode because um, there was two things that I could think of that happened 
that involved his brain. And one episode called The Inner Light, which is when an alien artifact uh, beams in a holographic projector into John Luke's head, mm-hmm. and he passes out on a bridge, but then he lives a whole life. Well, he's like, passed out. Right, he's passed out. Like, he's in, like, a... It's, it's, he lives somebody else's life. So that that uh, probe that shot the beam into Picard's head was somebody else's memories, but mm-hmm. Picard lived it. Mm-hmm. And so when he woke up, they said, well, you know, it kind of did something with you, but it may not affect you till like, elder, elder age, you know? And then there was, like, another TNG episode where he was tortured and something, they did something to his brain. But there, there's a couple things. So I, I think it definitely went back into there. And just seeing how things are just wrapped up, and it's just like, Okay. Well, then I'll, I'll definitely be sure to catch up before episode four comes out this Thursday, then for sure. And it's and also it's it's kind of like a, a a spy thriller kind of thing, like a Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy mm-hmm. kind of thing, because you see, like, mm, I put it that no way. No spoilers. Yeah, because I can't say anything. I'm no not sure. spoilers. <laughs> so, but it's it's definitely like a if you look deeper into it. It's definitely like a kind of like a, a spy thriller, also. Okay. So I, I'll end it on that note. All right. Um. All right. Well, switching gears. Um. The Oscars were yesterday. I didn't watch it. I didn't either. I really didn't either, and I was. I didn't looking. watch the Grammys this year either. It was pretty. Uh, yeah, I don't. I. Oh, excuse me, guys. I haven't really watched. Any award shows, really. I've just been just like, eh, whatever. But uh, it's worth noting that Joaquin Phoenix won Best Actor for Joker. How do you so feel about that? Like, does that... Um, I'm sorry, not to cut you off, but remember what... What's that cat's name? The director who did The Irishman. Oh, Marge Scorsese. Yeah, how he's talking about how the, like, these superhero films are like an amusement park. But with this yeah, one... I think I think what he was talking about... I mean, I can see how comp- combo movies are very... Uh, amusement park, but I think I think he was talking more so about like uh, Marvel and just how like their films are various different rides. But I think what DC has been able to do and what they should keep doing is that they can really tell stories that you can kind of resonate with and they're very personal. But they have like this kind of like agree. it's a bit like heightened reality. Like the Joker is very. It's very relatable to what's going on in our world today, but I mean, obviously, there's a they put a bit of a comic book tint on it, you know, not something Marvel honestly can't do, and I don't think they will do because I think Marvel right now they're they're playing it safe, and I don't think they'll ever do that, you know, because I mean the the director for Doctor Strange two recently left Doctor Strange, I mean, because the guy has a horror movie background, so he's directed a bunch of R rated movies, and the sequel is called Multiverse of Madness, and this guy's trying to, for him, he was trying to make it a little more darker, a little more R-rated, but I guess he and Kevin Feige <laughs> didn't really see eye to eye, so he ended up leaving, you know? Because in Marvel, they make good movies, but again, they like to play it safe, you know? I kind of like, I don't, I, I mean, I know we're talking about Joker, but I kind of have like this opinion on Marvel, where it's just like, you know, there's there's really good, kinda, yeah, there's like, really good Marvel movies, and there's Marvel good, you know what I mean? It's just like like so. To you, what's a really good movie for Marvel? And really good movie for Marvel? Marvel. Infinity War, Black Panther, Endgame. You know, uh, Dark World, and like movies that are just Marvel good. Where it's just like 
Yeah, it was entertaining. Wait, but... Black, you thought Black Panther was Marvel good? No, you weren't listening. To me. I'm sorry, I said, <laughs> I said really good Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Infinity War, okay. Endgame, Black Panther are good Marvel movies. Duh, um, Thor Ragnarok is a really good Marvel movie. Like movies were just like, yeah, I saw it. Like it's it's Marvel. You know what I mean? Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, two. I'll say Guardians. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy two, Captain Marvel, Ant Man one and two. Really? I, yeah. I thought Ant Man one was like a yeah, like really. Good I just. Movie. I just don't care. Like they're just like, like they're entertaining. Like I can sit down and watch them, but it's, it's it, like I I won't carry it with me like I did Black Panther or or Thor Ragnarok or oh, Infinity shit. War. You it's know like what I mean? Winter Soldier. Yeah, or, or ah, Winter Soldier. They're not on that Winter level Soldier with me. Like, oh. Yeah, they're not on that level with me. It's just like yeah, it was entertaining. It followed the Marvel formula. You know what I mean? But it's not it's not a horrible movie. But it's just. Not, yeah. your, not your thing. You know, it's like, no, not to say it's not my thing. That's not what that is either. It's just, all right, it's Marvel good. Like, it won't be like, I'll be talking about Ant-Man for weeks or months to come. Infinity War, Black Panther, you could talk about that for weeks and months to come and the effect it had on, you know what I mean? Same thing with Ragnarok. Ragnarok, sorry. But you just, it's just not like that with Captain Marvel or... The Avengers. I mean, not the, the Ant-Man films or Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Uh, you could say Avengers 2. Avengers 2 is yeah. definitely, like, it was a good Marvel movie, but it wasn't a great movie. No, true, true, true. No, that's that's very true. You could put Age of Ultron in there. But yeah, but just to circle back, uh, Joker got Best Actor and also got Best Score. So uh, it's funny. It seems like um, Joker is just an Oscar winner for DC. See, now it's like one of those like prestigious roles, you know what I mean? It's just like... So, so it's, that, that's very cool. It's very cool that uh, Joker got Best Actor. And I've, I've been meaning to actually check it out again. But it's like, you know, Joker's not one of those movies you could just, like, sit down and be like, I'm going to watch Joker. Yeah, I'm you not going to lie. I, I've kind of, like, skipped over buying it. Yeah. Because I'm like, fuck. Like, yeah, I would love to see special features, mind- though. Yeah, but you got to be in a mindset to watch that movie, bro. Yeah. Like, that's not something I would ever want to. You know how, like, sometimes I'll sit down and I'll drink a little something and I'll do whatever and I'll watch Bro, I couldn't drink a little something and watch that movie. No, you can't because it's like it's a it's a very much a slow burn, and it's very it's a very dramatic movie, and it's about a man with mental health issues, and it's not like a joyous film, so it's not like you could sit there, and and just have a good time. You know, it's it's very very heavy. You know, there's some movies like though that are very very heavy that you just can't revisit like that. And I've been I've been meaning to revisit, so I'm gonna watch it again soon. But again, uh, Joker won Best Actor. And uh, switching gears, Tucson, you got some uh, some comic books to talk about for so, us, right? Guys, as you guys know, uh, in, in this portion, I'm like, out of the both of us, like I'm like a big comic book person. So every Wednesday is comic book day. So I'm going to give you guys just a quick rundown of what came out. So this past week, we had Star Trek Countdown to Picard, which was what I was telling you guys about. We had X-Men. We had Batman 88, which is uh, the third James Tyon, the sixth uh, story from story after taking over from Tom King. So that's been pretty good. Justice League came out, and this is issue 47, I think, I would like to say. Sorry guys, I'm just I'm going through it. 
and X-Men versus the Fantastic Four, which was a really good issue. Um, and I would like to just touch touch about this. Oh, and also Miles Morales Spider-Man, which is also good. You guys should definitely check it out. But I definitely want to talk about the X-Men versus Fantastic Four. This one is interesting. I don't read Marvel that often, so the fact that I enjoyed this story as much as I've enjoyed it was interesting. I'm not the biggest fan of Fantastic Four, but I love the X-Men. Um, I'm currently reading the X-Men series right now. Um, you know, especially after the House of X and the Powers of X, it was oh man, this this writer is doing a lot of good things. But um, as you guys know, Reed Richards, who's Mister Fantastic and Susan Storm, the Invisible Woman, had a son named Franklin, who's probably the most powerfulest being in the Marvel franchise or in the Marvel Don't they universe. Say he's a mutant? Yeah, because he was born with his powers, so he's an Omega level mutant, which means he's like one of the most powerful next to like Magneto or Professor Xavier or Mr. Sinister in that aspect. Definitely um, motherfucker. Yeah, he's he's OD. So with that being said, um, the Fantastic Four recently came back from an adventure where every time Franklin uses his powers, it drains him. Like he loses his powers. So he's turning normal. And so Professor Xavier becomes aware of this fact and wants to try to help him and bring him into Karaka, which is the mutant sovereign nation. Like right now, mutants have their own nation. It's they not Genosha. Genosha. Genosha's gone, baby. They had like a whole, they wiped Genosha off the map. Humanity wiped Genosha off the map. You want to talk about genocide? Lord, humans ain't shit, at wow. least in a comic book. And so what's the name of the nation again? Karaka. So, so if you ever read the the classic one shot X Men, where it introduces Wolverine, um, Storm, Colossus, there was that alien uh, island that they fought, but now they bring everything back, and it turns out that the island is a mutant too, mm-hmm. which is dope. It's so dope. And Professor Xavier, Magneto, Apocalypse, um, Emma Frost, Mister Sinister. Um, some cats from the Hellfire Club, they all have like this ruling council and they went to the United Nations. This happens in the powers of X, House of X. And they have and they're like, Well, listen, we have our own island. You know, you guys don't want us here. And any mutant is free to come over. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you go over to the United States, you have diplomatic immunity. Like we are our own nation. Yeah. We have representatives in the UN. And they create like these drugs that can cure cancer and things of that nature. Of that nature, it is really good. Like the X Men are re- is really. Yeah, I didn't know. Really, it's funny. I didn't know you were like heavy into like X Men because usually when you do your comic book segments, you never like they're more like DC kind of center. Yeah, there's certain things yeah. with Marvel I bang with, and then there's certain things I don't like. For instance, like I said, I've always been an X Men fan. Yeah, it's just as of recent years, I wasn't too big on it. Like they. Once they made Cyclops like a fucking villain, like I kind of just left it. Yeah. And then when they brought him back, that's when I started reading again. Okay. And then they revamped it. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm happy with what's going on in Batman Detective Comics. Peter J. Tomasi is rocking it right now. I know, guys, we don't talk about comic books as much. Um, I think next time when Dad comes, I think he and I are going to nerd out a little bit with Khalid on this one. Um, but definitely, 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 guys, if you guys get a chance, check out. Uh, Picard countdown before watching the show. It'll definitely give you some good stuff. Definitely keep reading uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. 
I think it's up to issue 16, 17 right now. And it's really good. They just killed off the Prowler, which is his, uh, which is Aaron Morales, who is his, um, Miles Morales' uncle. uncle. Yeah. And, um, but quick, just quickly tell people where you get, like, what apps do you use? I don't okay, know if you've mentioned so, it before. Yeah, I've never really mentioned it. So to buy my comic books, outside of going to the comic book shop, I use Comicology. I have the DC online app that, you know, we got through our pops. I read comic books through there. Um, sometimes I'll read them online if I don't have no money <laughs> to get them. And, you know, maybe one day I'll put it on the Instagram. If you really want to know where to go read comic books for free, you know, shoot me on it. Shoot us on the DM at the Words of the Blurred Instagram, and I, I'll let you know where to go. But, um, yeah, it's just, guys, please support the comic books, you know, a lot of the movies and things that you guys like on TV come from these stories. And in order for these stories to keep getting pumped out, they need support. So even if you're not the biggest fan of it, you never know. If you can get out of the fact that it's a picture and, you know, really dive into the stories because mm. the stories are really, really yeah. good. Even even outside of the Marvel and DC stuff, because there are people who make independent comic books, yeah, too. Comic books and they don't have the, the backing or the money from, like, say, a DC or Marvel or Dark Horse or what have you, you know what I mean? So uh, you definitely, like you said, just support artists. You know, it's important. You know, that's that's what we're about. But uh, guys, thank you for tuning in. This is, this is two. This is Cal. Yo, this is Word to the Blur, baby. Thank you, guys. Much love. Stay up. Be blessed. Thank you.